Okay, so we have good news and bad news today. So first off, uh, Behind the Frames with A&J has good performance in Apple Podcasts rankings in the last 30 days. We are 32 in the category of animation and manga in the U.S. Woo! Thank you. So, my shout out to my boy Carlos for Who's emailing Carlos? me. So, I'm glad you asked. So, when you make a podcast on Spotify, Spotify gives you a free Spotify podcast manager. So, shout out to Carlos for telling me this great news about our show. I don't know if you have to listen to every episode, but thanks. Thank now, you, on to Yeah, thank you, Carlos. So, shout out. So, now, now for the on, bad news. On to bad another news. bad news episode. Yes. Inside Job is the latest show on Netflix roster to receive the axe. Even though they have all the money to fund this show, this show dared to ask the question, hey, what if we had a show with a compelling, crazy, smart female lead who wasn't attracted to a main guy character? And to top it all off, let it be set in a compelling world of mystery and secret societies. Inside Job is a tragic example of Netflix's lack of care for shows on their streaming service Instead, caring only about how many views it gets, even though I believe Inside Job was nominated for an award, as well as the show was number one on Netflix in its animation category when season one and two came out. And the worst part is it ended on a fucking cliffhanger. So, for the record, this isn't old news. This the article that I saw a friend told me, and then the article that I you mean this isn't new news. This isn't yeah. This is old. This is old news. I my friend told me about it, and then an article that I read it came out two days before uh, season two of Vox Machina came out. So that explains why I didn't hear about this. <laughs> because <laughs> both both the Owl House and Vox Machina came out, so we were In very the same week. <laughs> yeah, so we were very much not paying attention to Netflix at all. Yeah. So. Let's talk about it. Why this show is so great. There's no justice in the world. Disenchantment has four seasons. Yeah, it's not (laughs) There's no justice in this world. There's no... It doesn't make sense, man. And also, it's not even like... Even though the first season did really well, it only got greenlit for eight more episodes in the second season. Yep. The show... I don't know if it won an award... If it's because of Justin Rowland, I'm going to kill someone. <laughs> Justin Rowland didn't work on that show. Yes, he did. Did he? Yeah, he Hold did on. some stuff. <sighs> it was a passion project between him, Alex Hirsch, and Shion. I do not know how to pronounce He's her. He's a Japanese-American man. If it's because of him, I'm going to kill him. Not that I can reach him, but I'm sure enough people want to kill him. No, it's a woman, Ava. Oh, sorry. Xi'an T-A-K-E-U-Chi. Creator. I'm so sorry. She worked on regular show, which is why I figured knew about this. Sorry, I apologize. Justin Rowland did what? In I don't believe he worked on that show. Well, they all know each other from Gravity Falls. Yeah. He worked on... Oh, shit. 
What? Justin Roiland worked on The Boys Diabolical. You didn't know that? He had a whole episode. Oh, yeah, that episode, I remember. He worked on Invincible. Yeah. <laughs> he worked on Star vs. The Boys of Evil. It's this isn't about him. Disney. I'm just... Stop looking it up his IMDb. I just can look. Hold on. No. She also... Xi'an also worked on Rick and Morty, so... It's just similar. It's not actually... No, he didn't work on that show. Maybe not officially. Takiyochi. That's how you pronounce the name. Anyway. So, yeah. Um, so, Xi'an Takiyochi... Um, Which is, is very much how you don't pronounce it. Yes, it is. I just Googled it. I guess Google the pronunciation. Okay. Shion Takeuchi, um, she worked on Gravity Falls, so she worked on regular show. This is very much works... her passion project. I just find, I just, Why? Like it was successful and it was run by people who actually who are in the business. Yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're not um... I'm so confused because it's not like it's just some rant, like some inside names. These are actual known people in the animation industry. They're they're not of uh, what's his name from Simpsons. Um, I had the name and then it flew out of my head. We are just bad with names today. Uh. Uh. Why? Oh I'm my God! Like I see his. I can't. Think I see of his it. face. I see his face in my brain. <laughs> uh, cut out all the pauses between us. Googling Matt Groening. Matt Groening. Yeah. yeah he, they're not Matt Groening, but they still have success in in Disney and Nickelodeon and Yeah, Cartoon literally Network. Alex Hirsch made fucking Gravity Falls, one of the most popular shows on Disney. Mhm. Got us to watch Disney. We didn't really watch Disney until Gravity Falls. True, true. We watched we only watched Gravity Falls and Phineas and Ferb and then Star. Yeah. That was it. that was all our house. Disney. That we were mostly Avatar kids. Yeah, we were Nickelodeon Cartoon Network kids. But anyway, yeah. so they they were proven. I mean, like the. Please stop moving from on... your mic. Sit Sorry. still. <laughs> Sorry, I don't have my stress ball today. It, it exploded. <laughs> Please sit. Um. So I implore you to either hold your mic. But when I hold it and then I move around, then sit still. Okay. So these these people have proven themselves in the industry. They're all friends. Um they had really uh famous uh voice actors and actress actors. Um so what the hell? I was watching yeah. I was looking at an article um that it's not like the numbers are false. A lot of people watch this more than they watch Disenchantment. So I'm like, yeah. what the hell why? It was definitely more beloved than Disenchantment. It was a better show than Disenchantment. Just in like it proved itself in season one, honestly. In season two, yeah, I remember, got better. Yeah, I remember. I found it when I was um, 
I was, it was just Saturday morning and I was scrolling to Netflix and it looked fun. And I just, lo- their intro is so cool. Yeah. Like, it's one of the ones I do not skip. It's just, it feels, it's like one of those intros where they feel like you made, they made the intro first and then they made a show around the intro. Um, um it, it's very heavy. It's really good. It's very catchy. Um, even, everything is, about it is awesome. Um, and it, it has an incredible world that they explore and, and it's it's such a cool setting for an adult animated show. I mean, it's so unique. Like literally, I always describe it whenever I tell someone about the show. I always say it's like Rick and Morty and Gravity Falls had a baby because it's yeah. literally like. And then they like because the animation style looks like it's com- combination of both those things. Yeah. And then also the sci-fi with the conspiracy theories and the anomalies and it's just so cool and it's so funny. Like it's yeah, I watched so all in one. I've watched it. I think I've rewatched season two more than season one, but I definitely it's one of the shows that I rewatch a lot. Because you're a soft spot for love, love stories. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping that that's not what would happen. I wanted to believe I would have been fine. Now I wish they had ended it like that. Because then they would have had an ending, not this bullshit that they're stuck with. Now I really wish they had ended it that way. I'm reading, I'm looking at an article from the website called Collider, and it says in the ti- the title is literally Inside Job. Netflix just canceled one of its most unique shows. Yes. Netflix threw out the conspiracy board before coming to the final truth but the show made some unique emotional connections along the way actually this was published before the other article that i saw this is from this is from january 12th this, uh, the yeah relationship... i was still focused yeah we were all Continue, locked in sorry. on box machina yeah ring the bell <laughs> um the relationship between her and I forget his name because it's stupid. Uh, Brett? No. Her love interest, Reagan's love interest. Fuck, what's his name? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like a weird name. Uh, they call him like name. his last name and his first name like a lot. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Uh, Ron. Ron Statler. Yes. Correct. His name I'm surprised is dumb. he. For the record, I am surprised that they haven't used that that guy. That is his first voice acting gig because he has like a really? great guy protagonist. He did great voice. He has yeah, a great guy a good... protagonist voice. Anyway, I, yeah, Reagan is a very awesome character. She not only is like they're not like always. They're, it's not like. Her gender has nothing to do with her talent. Okay, let's just get that started. They never mention it. It's never about that. It's never, oh, she's like this feminist girl boss, whatever, scientist. No. It's all about her mind and how smart she is. And she's literally, and she's cocky about it. Because Mm -hmm. as you should be when you're self-proclaimed smartest person in the world. Um... I really also well, like. She's also she's also like a. I feel like 
like smart characters in like movies and TV shows, like they're shown to be like socially and uh, intellectually superior. Like yeah. they could win arguments. But she's she's, she's kind of neurodivergent. She's a total she introvert. She, she's a total introvert. Um, she's a total robot. Yeah, and she's has trouble in social situations. She even creates a robot her. to help her hug people because she's that bad. <laughs> yeah, she is kind. She also represents um, neurodivergency, but she's still smart, and she's just a really well-rounded character who is hilarious. Who has some very funny moments. Partly because of her misunderstanding of social cues at times. <laughs> yeah. She tends her to mom over- thinks she has Asperger's. Yeah. It's like, you should get that treated. It gets worse over time. <laughs> <laughs> like, you couldn't tell I was lying. <laughs> yeah. So, her, she's a Japanese-American. She's played by Lizzie Kaplan, who Ava loves. Yes. She's from I love her. Yes. Um... Genius um, and awkward person. Yeah. She's a Japanese-American, which is good. Diversity checkpoint. Um, and her well, co-star... she's half, half Asian, half white. Japanese. Jap- Japanese-American, Japanese. white. Um, her co-star, Brett Hand, is like the most average-looking guy you could ever see. <laughs> But Kendall. he's fucking hilarious because he's such a Clark normal Duke person. Clark gives a great performance. He's such a normal person in this crazy outlandish world that we're in that it makes you attach I mean, really yourself though, to Brett. He's not that normal. I mean, we real we learned that in the season. Covered his not puppet that obsession. <laughs> Clark Duke he's gives a, normal, a great performance. He's a great he's voice very, actor. He's very moldable. He has his own complexities. But he's very, it's easy for the audience to get attached to him because he's introduced to this whole world in the first season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, at first first I thought that they were going to, that the whole show was them going to be rivals, but I like them a lot more as friends. They feel like the new Dipper and Mabel. Yeah, they're best friends, man. They love each other. And they were like, which is why it's like funny when, that like Brett freaks out that he's not friends with Ron like immediately. Yeah, yeah. He's like, but my besties, <laughs> I don't want to be friends with my besties boyfriend. And then <laughs> life, I think one of my favorite scenes with Ron, um, Ron, Reagan and Brett is um, actually I think I have it saved on my phone because I loved it that much oh, is um, when she Reagan's like, how would you like to meet my boyfriend? And he's like, Reagan's letting me into our personal life. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I have it on my phone. I'm very sure. I'll play the audio for it because it's funny. I love it. it. Has some very funny moments. Yeah, I have it on my phone. So, Ron isn't sure. Background information: Ron isn't sure about working at Incognito, which is like the company that most of the characters in the show work for, and he works for the Illuminati. So he wants to transfer. Just like that, saying that sentence alone is so bizarre, but it's (laughs) accurate. Anyway, he wants to, she wants him to work for her company. Sell you incognito. He is a great pitch man. He once convinced the whole office to sell Herbalife, even though we all knew that we invented that pyramid scheme to fund the CIA. All right, I'll give it a shot. Brett, it's Reagan. How would you like to finally meet my boyfriend? (laughs) 
Reagan's letting me into her personal life? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Clark do gets a great performance of him. Yeah. Um, but they like they use a lot of like social commentary and pop culture and it doesn't feel like forced like Rick and Morty it feels really natural like this is just how the world is like people are lizard people and yeah yeah we don't know the capios a vampire and yeah it's a like they because they always he always dates young women like all yeah. these Hollywood famous guys who they yeah. date young women it's because they they're actually age. vampires it's so funny it's, and it's um, just, it's who's like, the guy? Like, Keanu this... Reeves. He has a whole episode with Keanu I know. Reeves. I wonder if. Okay, I'm gonna look up if that was actually him because he was in a. No, he played wasn't. himself in another Netflix movie. I don't. Might, think it probably Keanu is not Reeves. him, but. Well, or is the guy just doing? Yeah, it wasn't him. Yeah, but it was funny. So. I'm surprised that he didn't because he played himself in a movie and he was like making fun of himself. <laughs> I could see him, but. Doing it. So the show, yeah, like you said, it does social commentary in a way that's very um, creative and creative. Like it, jo- like it makes fun of douchebags and it's like with the lime Rita, but like, <laughs> and then she's like, "I had the worst morning of my life. I drank a Bud Light lime Rita," and then he's like, "The lemon twist, the lime zest with a lemon twist." <laughs> <laughs> It's very funny. It's, oh my god, I think my favorite joke with Reagan is when she gets the tattoo that says, Mommy like you drinky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's just so many funny moments in the show. I love it. And like, they make jokes about the media being controlled by the gov- by the shadow government and like, the politic how people will just become diehard stands of political figures and like go crazy and in a, especially specifically in America and um mm-hmm. they make also social commentary about how just because you were raised rich doesn't mean your parents were great <laughs> just because you physically had everything well no well, they, they that whole it's a whole episode is a commentary and wasps white american s i don't what does s stand for i don't know but proper proper protestant whatever uh yeah. but um that was a that was a fun episode um and they show like pu- puppets pu- by pu- hand puppets by hand is it has to be a company <laughs> <laughs> no he called it puppets no by brett but i'm saying it should be hand puppets by brett by hand. Then you should be hired to write on the show. <laughs> <laughs> the um, real reason why they hired me is because my face is so generic that it cannot be traced by satellites. <laughs> and that's why you That's another pilot that I like a lot. Yeah, that's a good pilot. I'm just so glad they didn't go with the enemies thing. They're so good better as a team. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing with Airbud? the fucking they're just like oh we're we're actually we got there's a timeline a a dimension where air bud was a documentary (laughs) and then they have to try to kill the dog when brett doesn't want to kill the dog he just loves him so much we knew and then the dog grows hands and starts walking anyways but it's so the dog looks so funny the whole time 
He tapes a gun to his head. He's like, he'll protect you. Just don't open door knob. <laughs> the only complaint I have with season two is that I feel like the everyone except for Reagan and Brett didn't really get good stories. Like, they were mostly just doing whatever um, her dad said. I think it's because they shifted focus to make it mainly about Reagan and not like well, an also because they were originally supposed to have ten episodes and then it got cut down to eight. So they had to rush Reagan's relationship, and they had to limit the focus on other characters. But um, even the supporting cast, they have good moments. They make fun of Hamilton, which is why I want to see more of them. They make fun of Hamilton. It's very funny. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. though we love we love that play, but it's very funny the jokes they make mm-hmm. about it. Um, like they How make jokes Oprah about Oprah runs the Illuminati. Yeah, Oprah, and Beyonce, and Jay Z run the Illuminati. Basically, it's so funny. No, no, she they don't run the Illuminati. Um, they're just really like uh, that the... other guy runs the Illuminati. That was a fake guy. I know, but I'm just saying it's funny to like. Juju wanted to work for the Illuminati and they kept rejecting her. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it also had funny like. Oh, it wasn't the Gravity Falls references in the show? Yeah. Remember that sound that they played when they were like cutting to like Reagan's apartment? Yeah. Like we were like, oh my god, we know that sound oh, from yeah, our childhood. We we're like, oh my, and then the spot that they used for um. The 80s town. Oh, yeah, They're yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's they very... literally the font to Grouty Falls. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they did not change. Alex did not change it. <laughs> he just borrowed assets from Gravity Falls. <laughs> um, the show, even though it is an adult show, it doesn't, it's not like overly raunchy like a lot of mm-hmm. adult cartoons. It balances, it, t- it just takes the fact that it's an adult show and uses it to tell more mature stories. It doesn't use it to be like, sex and drugs and, oh, Mm -hmm. I'll have sex with an alien. No. That's not, it's not Rick and Morty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like a more mature Gravity Falls, kind of. It's like, oh yeah, well, we did shrooms in the fucking, in this, um... Hollow Earth. Middle Earth place oh the, but... the their commentary about a flat earther episode was great oh yeah <laughs> they're like the earth isn't flat it's just a cave to monsters <laughs> no she was like no she was trying to show him like she wouldn't let them he the guy wouldn't let her go unless she he she showed him her the ends of the earth and she just oh, yeah, took yeah, him yeah. to like the cave where they keep all the monsters. Yeah, and he's like, when you jump in, then I'll go out the other side to Australia like Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they 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 make fun of a lot of conspiracy theories, but also like lean into a lot of conspiracy theories. It's a good mm-hmm. balance where they're not yeah. like alienating their audience, you know, who are there for like yeah. the conspiracy theory jokes. Mm-hmm. They're like um, looking at conspiracy theories through like a scientific lens, sort of. Yeah, like they're yeah. just—they're kind of like they're letting some things be true and something. They're choosing what's stupid and what's not stupid. Yeah, they're making things be real and not like they say Sasquatch and Slenderman exist in this universe. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Slenderman joke about <laughs> even in therapy. Oh, and Mothman is like the HR guy. <laughs> I love that. I love, he's a great voice. 
There's a really fun um, punk song called Mothman. It's about Mothman, and it's really funny. Mothman I love it. Inside Job? No, no, no. Just Mothman <laughs> in general. The allure of Mothman. What is a it's Mothman? It's like, living in the land, I don't want to die. This no, it's just no like, need to play it. Don't I'm not going to play it. Don't play it. I see it's you funny. looking it up. I'm not looking it up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's really, I really love the show. It's great. Can we talk about how it ended? <laughs> okay. Because it's over. <laughs> this is, watch the show. It's great. Prove Netflix wrong. But here's how it ends. <laughs> here's the ending that they were forced to be given. So, unless it gets on, like, another streaming service. Um, so, throughout season season one, they built up the idea that she does want romantic relationships, but she's just really bad at it. <laughs> she mm-hmm. makes a robot <laughs> to be her boyfriend. Yeah. It's very funny. I'm not the Chaos robot ensues. who gave himself diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> the robot who gave himself diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> He was just, she's just so smart that it became too real and he became like an asshole. It's just really, it's really funny. Um, so she does like, and they even have like a bet in the office about like, oh, she finally fucked a robot. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> they, like, they take bets on her love life because she's that like much of um, a problem when it comes to her love life. But in season two, she meets Ron. Ron Stadler, which is, I forgot his name, and I feel bad, because I really like him. It's a forgettable name. Yeah. I feel like it's a forgettable name. Yeah. So, he works for the Illuminati as a mind eraser, but he is tortured by his job because he hates that he erases memories. He hates that he... He hates that he has to remember everything. And he goes to therapy... And Reagan is at therapy because she wanted to stage a coup <laughs> against her father. <laughs> so they at like it's called Anonymous Anonymous, which is really funny. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and so they meet and they initially like very mad at each other. He calls her like, Oh, she just she just she's just gonna have to wait a few more years before to get her dream job because Little Miss Perfect wants everything well because she's he's saying that she he's she's a nepo baby no nepotism ron and reagan have a very tight relationship and sorry i I love this show you were like Uh, doing a really long circle i had to cut you off because you're talking about the entire pilot sorry so ron and reagan have a very tight relationship, but the problem in their relationship is Ron does not want to be part of the secret societies anymore. He doesn't want to do that. But the problem with that is that if you leave the secret world, you have to have your memories erased, otherwise they will find you. No, that's not why. Because her life is... her. That's her life. She doesn't want him... She couldn't be with someone who wasn't part of that life. Yeah. Even though she, because she'd have she to hide about for him, she mm-hmm. thought about it. So the whole episode, he erases the whole their mind because they want to just escape. Yeah. The whole part, the whole climax of the show, is about 
her choosing her job or the love of her life. And Ron essentially proposes to her and is like, let's just run away together. Let's get away from everything. He creates new fake identities for them, memories, a place for them to live, the whole nine yards. And it's really fucking sad because they go through these whole simulate. She goes through these simulations to see what would be the best timeline for them. Because she wants to have it all, basically. Yeah, like she, she wants to know if they could be together and still work for the for this shadow girl. Well, because she was just given her dream job. Yeah. So it's a really interesting sequence because it shows the reality of certain of your life. Of like, it's a very real. Even though it's crazy, like the her job is crazy. It's a very real segment about how it wouldn't work out and Mm -hmm. no matter how hard they try and he the worst one is where he walks out of her office and then a mind erases himself after they get into an i thought he was killed the first time i watched i thought he killed himself i'm like (gasps) i was like i didn't see that as a mind eraser i was like oh my god yeah because the mind eraser looks like a gun just so you know yeah it was very fuck it was powerful and i started crying and so Mm -hmm. they finally she pauses onto this house kid whole thing you don't see you see him and a girl who i presumed was reagan because i wanted to believe (laughs) i wanted to believe it's not it's revealed it's not and she smiles and she learns that the way he'll be the happiest is if she is no longer in his life. And so he, she tricks him into moving to Appleton, Wisconsin. And she mind erases him to give him his chance at a new life. And then she walks away, takes the job, and that is where it cuts off. Yeah. I had to breathe. I, I stopped breathing for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I had to breathe. I So yeah, that's hate... where it will always end. That's I hate that. Now I wish that my ending my ending is What's she runs ending, away yeah. with him and that's the end of the series. Yeah, that's I would have been fine series. if, like, well, obviously she didn't know. She said the creator said she was devastated. Yeah. Obviously, she didn't know that that was going to be the ending. If it was, then she probably would have made that the ending. Even though you don't want her to leave all of Incognito, like, that was still probably the best ending for the show yep. at the time. But instead, it's a cliffhanger about the secret shadow government, about finding out more, which we'll never. I hope. My hope is that the show gets picked up. Because even Infinity Train, I By HBO Max, Max, we know they're not. <laughs> no, 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 anymore. no. I hope it gets picked up by Amazon Prime because they do their shit right. Because um, even Infinity Train, a show that got canceled, was moved to HBO Max. So this show is so much more popular, has so much more bigger names attached to it. I want it to be renewed on another streaming platform. Because its ending is not deserved. There might be. I feel like even though we don't want it to be on HBO Max because we know their track record right now, 
I feel yeah. like it will, it will most likely end up on HBO Max because Xi'an has connections with the creators of the creator of regular show who currently has a show adult animated show right now on HBO Max. They have a Which lot is of connections. Weird. It's a weird show. I like that. I, I actually you really like, like the show. Parts of she it, hates I just it. <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm just not a fan. It takes too, the weird out there for me. Listen, it's like every regular concepts. show. It's like every regular regular show ever. They have like it starts out normal and then there's like the peak of weirdness and then that's how it ends. Well, that's how every episode of regular show. Is Except like. this is kind of like it's kind of like a alternate story of his life, um, kind of. If you watch the of show, the creator's know. life. Yeah, of the creator's life. He even voices himself. <laughs> I you see I just like I I saw the trailer for it when it was first coming out and I was just like you know I'm not a person in their 30s with a child so <laughs> <laughs> I don't exactly care It's a care. millennial show. Yeah. I'm not that I'm not in that stage of my life. <laughs> so I don't I wouldn't I don't care. I you know? I like it. It's funny to me. It has some really good moments. This isn't an episode about that. <laughs> um, it might go on HBO Max. Maybe I hope it gets. I hope it gets either Netflix uncancels it because they've done that. They've done that mm-hmm. because they realized they made a oopsie. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that that I hope it doesn't get canceled forever. I hope it gets a new life somewhere. It's just such a good I just, concept. like, I don't know why it was can- I'm going to look up more articles. I just don't know why it was canceled. I think it was canceled because Netflix is very much... They're in this place right now where they're only renewing shows that have, like, the extreme numbers, like, breaking streaming records. Or it's just trash <laughs> that they can have a bunch of ads on. Netflix, please, I'm so tired of your bad taste. Just let the good ones stay. Yes, because they um, keep renewing this, sh- this under this uh, the title. Um, that's what it does. Because Netflix keeps renewing shows like Emily in Paris or or fucking Riverdale and shit. Oh, it was canceled and, on January eighth. And for what reason? I'm I'm looking. So they keep renewing terrible shows. Like Emily in Paris and Riverdale and other shit. Let me look up examples. Or they, you know what I hated? The worst thing, in my opinion, something that I, a show that I hold it, held dear to me, was mm-hmm. a very, it was a, such an amazing concept, such an interesting world, was their show Hilda. And it was like, it was definitely more towards like, children but it wasn't like juvenile it still had interesting concepts that i enjoyed and it was they canceled it but like i think three years later they made like a full-length movie special they made a season they released another season and then they made a full-length movie special and that it ended the show so that they did it justice I hope they do the same justice. And Hilda didn't even have that big of an audience. So I hope they do the same justice 
that they did to Hilda for this show because Hilda was more of an artful arts artful show concept but this show is so mass appealing like it has such a good appeal in our current climate of shows that I just don't understand the thing I'm seeing is so there um is no clear answer to why even though um even though uh because so one of the reasons why um execs are pulling the carpet away from animated shows is because of taxes and that they Fuck don't you. come out as quickly as they as as live action shows so if they don't reach like the boys level or stranger things level or whatever level then they don't get to stay i think actually here's a fact for you the show that broke the most all-time streaming record record on Netflix, guess. I. I'm gonna say, in Stranger Things. No, it was Dahmer. Ugh. The Dahmer show that they made. Can I just let me go on a rant for a second about how I feel about <laughs> these fucking serial killer shows? Please, do. they're glorifying people who did really bad things to a lot of people like i saw like a thing on instagram about like it was like a meme about you and it's like i'm a psychopathic narcissist who uh manipulates women and victimizes women and um but i'm so hot and i read books just look at me and um, yeah meanwhile i get scared when i get followed around the grocery store so like mm. like why are we giving why are we telling these stories of these assholes of these of these murderers and giving them to such lovable actors and making them yeah. appealing? I'm it's a big scary true... how much people like these people because they're I'm not a big people. true like the actor. Person. Sorry, the actor of the p- person who plays the killer in you. He says he didn't intend for people to like him this much. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like why are they making these people sex symbols? I, okay, I read the book on you, and it's only season one. Now they're on their fifth or fourth season. It is so stupid. The show is so stupid. I've never watched it, but I've seen so many reviews. It is so stupid because I'm like, oh, they made a show off a book. And I don't agree with that because they made the show on 13 Reasons Why, which is also a bad book. And that we saw how bad that went. <laughs> but um, the suicide rate went up. Are you talking about thirteen reasons yeah, why? Yeah, talking I'm, about thirteen reasons why. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I my a video started playing on my on my computer and I couldn't pause it for some reason. Okay, so but yeah, so yeah, so that was anyway, also based off a book that came out. Start or at least I read started that getting book. popular when we were in ninth grade or middle school. I was in. I read that book. It was a bad book. I could tell, <laughs> like, as a formerly suicidal person (laughs) it is not it's not like it basically tells you how to kill yourself Mm -hmm. the book is not the show that that's not what representation is yeah it's like tragedy porn yeah but it is like told and then it goes on well way it's not like bojack there's a way to do tragedy porn and that's not one of them 
And the show, I believe, goes on for three seasons when the first season was already the end of the book. Mm-hmm. And it's just terrible. They address school shootings. And you know, it just came out, out of a lovely time in American history where, like, in 20, the lovely year of 2017 where, like, a lot of school shootings were happening. And come from pe- two people who experienced an almost school shooting, that was one of the scariest hours of my life. So, yeah. fuck you, Netflix. Yeah. They address school shootings and mental illness, but they're so bad at it. So bad. Uh, okay, going back to Dahmer, I'm a true crime person. Love true crime. Love it. But I draw the line... At the people in true crime who are fans of it, who are just like, oh, but they're so cute and all that bullshit. I'm like, fuck you. It's, they did terrible things. They are terrible people. They deserve to run hell. Yeah, like, Jeffrey Dahmer's father in real life is trying to sue Netflix for the representation of his son, like, glorifying what he did. Trying to make it sexy or appealing. I'm in like, the defense of the show, up. in the defense of the Dahmer show, they don't show it. It's not like they're not glorifying. It's not like a torture porn flick like Saw. It's more tasteful than that. But they're but, still. Yeah, they do give. They do humanize. They do humanize Dahmer. Yeah, but they're casting like charismatic attractive actors at these people who were first of all most of them were plain looking or ugly and then second of all like they were they were monsters um and netflix profits off of it anyway that's that's the most streamed that's the most streamed that's the record-breaking show on netflix so how this relate? So we talked a little bit about how studios are pulling the carpet for animated shows, and I saw an article recently about uh, the Owl House, where it was like, "This concludes the end of an era for two D sh- for animated shows on Disney Plus." What do you mean Disney Plus? It's not on Disney. Plus I mean yet. Disney, 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 oh. Disney Channel. So you continue, and I'm just like Disney. Your whole thing was animated stuff. If that doesn't brand... mean it's it's this way this wave of post star uh of show, shows like Amphibia and Owl House. That's what they're talking about. I just animation is this can this relates to a greater issue of Western media in terms of animation having like a stigma for adults animation isn't just for kids it's Mm -hmm. a storytelling platform it's a way you can tell your story in a creative inventive way Mm -hmm. and i like live action as much as the next person i even i'm even gonna study it but it's just if it is an adult cartoon it's either Highly sexualized, a sitcom, or, or it, those ru- those diamonds in the rough like, Vox Machina and Inside Job and stuff. Either mm. than that, it's either this whole saturation of just stupid shows that are like 
like bare bones creativity and just not even I'm not saying every show has to be like this story driven plot blanket I mean like that's how I feel show, about, but like I mean that's how I feel about Midnight Gospel it's like it like because we'll never get to talk about it in a full episode because Ava doesn't have no has no interest in watching it but um like I watched <laughs> I watched the trailer and I didn't want to watch it looks pretty I watched, I, I watched it's from the creator it makes me feel like the creators of Avengers Time were on a lot of drugs while making Avengers Time which makes sense because the whole first episode is the main character talking about legalizing weed um and they just have a whole <laughs> they have a whole 22 minute conversation basically um while all this because of course because it's adventure time there's zombies um having a whole base 18 minute long conversation with this guy and they're going back and forth just like having a casual conversation while all this chaos ensues and it's just the type of creativity like they never stop moving they never stop talking basically for 18 straight minutes and then there's a musical number at the end um, and you get those stuff amazing that ha- can't happen in live action. There's only so much you can do with CGI and special effects and even practical effects that animation is such a great way to tell your story if you have such out there concepts. Like, as good as the Lord of the Rings movies are and as well shot as they are, Vox Machina is crazy. And I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, it's literally, like, I have spent my entire day, and I'll spend the next probably five days rendering this animation, because I just, I I can't, like, once I got the bug for making animation, like, I can't, like, it's so, like, to immerse yourself in this world and to be, be able to show other people it is probably one of the best things that artists can do, in my opinion. So, like... As much as I I love the art of live action and everything that goes behind it, both in theater settings and film settings, you can't deny that animation isn't this amazing platform for telling great stories. Like, you can't make an a live action BoJack Horseman. You can't make a live action Vox Machina. Mm-hmm. You can't make a live action inside job it just wouldn't work it needs Mm -hmm. to be these out there set pieces and concepts that wouldn't work as a regular show like could you imagine if steven universe was live action no because you can't it's for me it's the settings and that they in the way these characters move like the settings like i'm just like when you said Steven Universe, like so many things flashed through my mind, and when I was thinking about Avenger Time, so many set pieces that they that they did were flashed in my mind. That's just because you could only draw that. Like you can't. I think my no matter favorite... how many CGI, no matter how much CGI you have, it won't work. Like that's why. Like that's how I feel about like Loki. Like they try to like make these huge set pieces and whatever, and it's cool, but like it doesn't feel. It doesn't feel alive. Like, that's the difference yeah. between, like, the Lion King um, live action, in quotes, because it was literally all just CGI. And, it was like a um, VR. They use like, this VR camera thing. Yeah, and that's the difference between the remake and the original. Like, everyone said that, yes, this is a lion, like, a photorealistic, photorealistic lion, but it doesn't feel as alive as the original. 
we will talk about yeah. Lion King one day. Yes, we need <laughs> to do a review. That's a whole episode. Slash retrospective. I just... I refuse to watch the remake. <laughs> no, we haven't watched it. You just can't... You can't dis- just discount... Like, Hollywood can't just fucking write just, off uh, animation as a medium. Yeah. Because it is so Because it's, it takes longer than normal. Yeah, just because it takes longer than having a camera on a tripod and shooting a scene doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Just because it takes longer to make a piece of art than it is to take a picture doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. Like, even in YouTube, like, the early days of YouTube, one of the most popular things was animation, not people doing silly things in their backyard. Like, yeah. it, it was Ask just... If movies. Yeah, Asif movies, Cyanide and Happiness in their heyday, um, other things. Like, you just, people just flock to animation more, I feel like. And yeah. even though, like, YouTubers moved away from that a lot, and they, like, they, there's a while a YouTubers trying to kill animation channels that didn't, like, move the lips, a la Odd Ones Out. But, like, yeah. you can't kill it because it just, because people just want to see it. Like, animation like animation it i it does go against the philosophy of streaming services where it's just try to make as much content for as long as like yeah. as long amount of content and as much of it as possible you're right but it is against the content factor then stop making service. animation shows that we like but you can't because people want to see that and they're going to start like moving if you're away not... from, um, from streaming services that start giving the boot and stop making good animation. Like, it's I like even if you're like not... Dogs... Sorry. I even like Dogs in Space, even though that's totally a kid's show. I just love it because it's so... It's it so has great. a lot of adult, sh... adult you... humor. You can't um... do that on fucking live action. It wouldn't work. Yeah, it's not going to It would be very be cheesy. There are certain concepts <laughs> that... It's going to be no air, but... <laughs> There are certain concepts that if it was live action, it would be extremely cheesy Uh because there's just not enough CGI in the world to make it look better. Uh I mean, if you ever I've seen like I watched the CinemaSins of the of the new Cinderella, the live action Cinderella, and you don't realize that half of that movie is literally just a Tom and Jerry cartoon between the cat and the mouse and the mice. So like when you convert that to CGI, it just looks super awkward and like stupid. Um, probably one, like, one of the greatest, probably the best example I can think of, one of the greatest animated shows of all time, Avatar The Last Airbender, mm-hmm. was put into a live action movie, because it was that popular. I fell asleep <laughs> in the theaters, and I don't fall asleep in theaters, man. And we were, I like, not, seven, so like, I was a child, and I fell asleep in theaters children don't fall asleep after having sugar like that (laughs) (laughs) i also like i think to be directed it was i I think it was uh what's his name uh m night Shyamalan. no it wasn't yes it was it might have been it was m night Shyamalan. to be fair to him he also they also asked him to make a whole season's worth of content in one movie true M. Night Shyamalan. I told M. you. M. Night Shyamalan isn't, he isn't very reliable. He's also not a kid's director. <laughs> yeah, I he's don't... a horror movie director, so whose idea was that? 
The only movie I like of his is um, Split. I like Split. Yeah, Split's good. But it's a horror movie. Yeah. It's a thriller. Yeah. Not a children's movie. You know but how like, I am about horror movies. <laughs> even but like, though it even was like, so I could even appreciate budget. Most of the only- Sorry. Sorry. Listen, even though it was so high budget, it lo- it was terrible. It was terrible, and I'm glad they didn't make one based off of every book. Mm-hmm. Um, I like. What was I gonna say? Um, fuck. What was I gonna say? So I don't like anime. Um, I'm. I've, I've said that in the first episode. I don't like anime. I feel like. I don't want to read subtitles, and I feel like sometimes the animation is lazy when they want to be, but man, dude, some of these stories and these set pieces and these, like, worlds, you cannot deny that they are creative. Oh, (laughs) animes are so, animes probably have some of the most out there concepts out there. Yeah. In all of media. Mm Mm-hmm. And I respect the hell of some cool stories, man. There are some crazy concepts. Some are based off of Japanese folklore. Some are just based off of Western media. It's great. Mm-hmm. But I won't watch it because I don't yeah. do subtitles. Also, there's a bunch of neckbeards who just like looking at young, prepubescent girls. Yes, that's you. People like that can fuck off. Because <laughs> I could... Okay, I watched a romance anime recently... Not the one that you saw, but the one I watched the day before. What what, what romance anime did I see? No, like, you may have seen Over My Shoulder. Oh, yeah. Not that one, but I watched one before. It was, like, a season long. Oh, my God. The comments that they make about this girl being short and petite are crawling. (laughs) It It was so cringe. I wanted to scream. I don't think I've ever heard you use that word before. What? The word petite? Crawling. Yeah, it was crawling. I felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, (laughs) okay, I get it. She's short. She looks young. She's 18. She's 17. Fuck off. (laughs) It was disturbing, man. Like I was watching it because I was in a weird mood where I just wanted to see a romance anime. But Mm -hmm. holy shit. I like the one that the other one that I watched. I think it. I like the other one that I watched. What was that called? I don't know. I recommend that one if you're in the mood for a quick romance anime. <laughs> I mean, I watched a lot of secondhand anime by braiding Brandon's hair for days. Romantic Killer. Watch that on Netflix if you have Netflix and are in the mood for a romance anime. It has a really good English dub. So but don't I watch the it one on... that she was talking about. <laughs> don't watch the one I was talking about. That one I'm not even going to say the name of because it was bad. <laughs> it wasn't a bad story. It was an interesting love story. But oh my God, stop making comments about that. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> there was one episode of 10. 10 total episodes. One episode, I think actually 14. One episode of 14, I skipped over it. Because it was about <laughs> swimming. And it was all about how she fit into a bathing suit. I'm like, oh shut the fuck up. Oh, wow. Why'd you still watch it then? I, I wanted to see how it ended. It ended pretty good. <laughs> good. 
Anyway, anime can be creepy. <laughs> In the pedophilic sense. Am I allowed yeah. to say that? I'll probably have to censor that, but... <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's another reason why I don't really watch it. Yeah. Like that one hero in My Hero Academia. Yuraka. Or the yeah. one with the... The one with the The one head. with the... What? The grape head. Oh, that's not Yuraka. I don't know what That's name. Shinzo. I watched four seasons of it. I like... Another yeah, reason why I hate anime is because, like, they literally, they probably had, like, an episode order, and they spent, like, three episodes, like, doing, like, in, in during one match between what's-his-name with the burned eye and the main character. I hate Todoroki that. and Midioria. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you're butchering that last Mid the I don't know how to say it correctly, the main character's name, but Todoroki. Anyways, I've been, like, like... If I could just get a synopsis about Todoroki's Midoriya. character. Midoriya. Sorry, Midoriya. I'm dumb. If I could just get, like, a synopsis about Todoroki's character, because, like, I've been getting a lot of, like, uh, fan art, like, or p- images from the manga about him and his family. It seems fascinating. No, his story. But I just episodes... don't. I just can't watch it. <laughs> when episodes oh, are yeah, just Oh, yeah, you do based... a Funko of him. When episodes are just based about him... They are so much more interesting. It's like a drama. <laughs> it turns into, it turns from a superhero movie into a drama that is in a world of superheroes. Like his story about his mom and his siblings and his dad. It's crazy. I, like, I didn't know that he had siblings until Instagram. She yeah, he has, her, he has a few siblings phone. because his dad's an I, I just said I didn't know until Instagram. Todoroki has a much more fascinating story. Yeah. Did we ever find out who Mirior's dad is? He's a, he has a dad. He's has powers. Okay. <laughs> He's just a guy who left. But no, yeah, if he I didn't leave them. Like... He just wo- no, he didn't leave them. He just works in a different part of Japan. After this episode, I'm gonna look up if there's a, just a Todoroki manga because I would totally read that. Because I don't, I could care less about the rest of the story. <laughs> it just that he his, his story seems really fascinating. Anyway. Um. Anyways. Um, stop canceling shows. Animation is king. Um, stop. Stop it. <laughs> else everyone's gonna go to Amazon Prime. They're gonna realize that they're gonna have a monopoly on animation. Animation, yeah. Fucking HBO Max, you were the chosen one! You had the, you had the library of, of, of all time. Like, you had everything. Yeah, you had the ultimate... Ultimate animation library. Then you had to stab us in the back. Yeah. Those um, Adventure Time specials were great. Yeah, I like those. We'll talk about Adventure Time one day. Yeah. But I will say this about the specials. They're in the wrong order. <laughs> yes, they are. They're very much in the wrong order. It, But I don't think it's meant to be, like, chronological. I know, but why did they release the one that's the stupidest, the last? Cause, like yeah. it was a satisfying ending. No, I thought together. No, together again isn't the last one. Exactly. Yeah. That's it's the 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 official ending Butler. of Adventure Time. Is that the that one? The Peppermint Butler reincarnation wizard school shit. <laughs> I barely. Re- I didn't even think I watched it. I told you not to watch it. Oh yeah, you told me not to watch it. I, I was like, just don't don't ruin it for yourself. 
Yeah. Don't so watch for me, it. the ending is that <laughs> I have the actual ending. <laughs> yeah, I tell everyone who I recommend it to don't watch the last one or watch it out of order. Yeah, just watch don't it. watch it. Don't watch just it the get, way they watch the Peppermint Butler first, then and everything then watch else. The rest of them. Yeah, and yeah, watch yeah. everything else in order after you watch Peppermint Butler. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, <laughs> it's a good show. <laughs> this turned into a discussion about how animation is a very important medium of art. Yes. I mean, it is. if we didn't get the, our, our, our speech across in the last episode, because it was more about the characters, I feel like we yeah. should say now in our second episode in a row about can- a streaming service canceling its show. Hmm. So, yeah. <sighs> Fuck taxes. I just make hate. Art. I just hate that sh- such great concepts are put on the back burner in favor of profit. I mean, like, hell, like, The Mandalorian probably costs, like, as much as it costs to make Game of Thrones. Probably. It has the same <laughs> level of detail and lack of production CGI. value. Yeah. Like, not every show can be the man. Not every live action show can be The Mandalorian, okay? Or, or yeah. Game of Thrones or Breaking Bad. Yeah. Like, like it just doesn't. Those happen. are shows that don't need to be animated because they have such high production value. But no, no sh- only two shows are like that. <laughs> that's why there's only two of them that have that such high production value because they're insane they have first of all one is profited by hbo which is a titan and then one is profited by disney which is even bigger yeah so and also because star wars yeah not every live action show can have that level of realism and set mm-hmm. pieces or like or like um... that make it that make it worth it like, Emerging. I don't watch The Mandalorian. I watched one episode of Game of Thrones, the new one, and I watched one episode of The Mandalorian. Amazing. Phenomenal. Awesome set pieces, amazing cast, costumes, everything. Mm-hmm. But not every show can be like that. Yeah, I watched the first season of The Mandalorian. I have, I don't have time to watch hour-long shows a lot these days, but, like, I was just like, it's gorgeous to look at. There's no doubt yeah. about that. I'm pretty sure people who are huge fans of him, like our, our dad and our brother who are big uh, Boba Fett uh, f- uh, bounty hunter fans, are love it to pieces. I mean, I could see why. I just, not my not my thing. I like Star Wars, but not Star Wars show, not my thing. I appreciate I see the why it's so popular. and the costumes. Oh, yeah, it's gorgeous. And, the, and the, real, the real robots that they use. I like that they still have stuck to puppetry and robotics instead of moving over to CGI, because that's what's yeah. that's to me that's what I love about Star Wars. The like the that they still stick to, and it feels real. It makes it feel like yeah. alive. I watched a documentary on the making of the one in the seventies. Some of the wide shots of like the hangers oh, are actually. Sorry. Some of the wide shots of the hangers are actually just paintings. Wow. Yeah. And they like all the all the guards in them painting. Wow. Because it's that good. Yeah. And then um in the new Mandalorian season they started doing um I'm gonna say it. Uh they started doing what uh Vox Machina does at the end of the end of credits. Yeah. <laughs> um, they started like putting in anim- like art like artwork 
artwork um in, like storyboard artwork like storyboard artwork what's the word fuck i'm t- i'm in art school i should know this word uh <laughs> Xerox versions of their pig, yeah. of like their frames and stuff. Yeah, abstraction. That's the word I was looking for. <laughs> those shows take so much time, planning, and effort. They probably have like, no, they do have multi-million-dollar budgets, but not every fucking one of Game of Thrones seasons was over a billion. Yeah, not every show can have that level. Of production to make it equal to the level of creativity and animation can have. Because mm-hmm. there's a limit to the creativity you can have on a live action set mm-hmm. that can make it realistic and look good that you can have on animation because it's animated. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have like that budgetary restriction mm-hmm. with sets and props. I mean, you see that like Vox Morgan was able to make one of the most gorgeously animated shows I have ever seen in my entire life with a budget of 11 million. So funded by you don't need that much. Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. You don't need and as much like, as they think. <laughs> 11 million is like a low budget move is like a middle budget movie or like live action or like, mm. or well, like, this, well, this money is supposed to last them for all their projects. So yeah. No, I forget. The first three episodes were. I don't know how much it costs these animation studio, but they were they have they have the money for it. But nah, the first three episodes were funded by the fans. They were funded by Kickstarter, so that just shows that it doesn't have to be this big budget. It doesn't have to be such a big budget to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just wish, even just though it takes longer, take your time. Yeah, because it's art. In the end, yeah. like. Movies and and TV are supposed to be about expressing yourself in the end, not just putting out content, even though that's what it's become. Like, that's that's one of the reasons why I haven't been... I don't like the Marvel shows, because, like, the Marvel movies, like, they took time and stuff, and these ones, it just felt like parodies of Content factory. Yeah. And that, like, their CGI has gone to absolute shit, because they're, they're... because of the content factory that Marvel has become, their CGI workers are like being abused and like working. Like I had hours. way more. I loved What If. Like What If was yes. so cool. That's the only show I watched to completion. I loved yeah. What If. And that was just a very well budget, very just well a well animated show about vignettes. Yeah. Which is, I feel like, yeah. what Marvel shows are supposed to be. Yeah, because it's a comic. It, it, they have so much story to choose from. It should be about vignettes, not about bullshit. Overarching <laughs> theme with stupid what's-his-face, what's the main the main villain of this next phase. Um, I have no idea. <laughs> I actually I have no idea. They revealed him in Ant-Man and the Wasp because they were I just so watch, desperate. I hated Ant-Man and the Wasp. They're just, I don't they like just... the second one so much that I don't want. I have no interest. So phase four is when all this content factory stuff happened. So now it's just <laughs> like, it's becoming so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, we're talking a lot about live action. I think we should. End. Well, because we're comparing. <laughs> yeah, we are comparing live action versus animated. Like shows. I said, like, what if was amazing? I loved it. 
I'm gonna have to change the episode name from Inside Job to also discussion animation versus live action. That should that's stick that just that title. Don't make a whole sentence. A sentence isn't a title, Ava. Come on. Okay. That's that's the name of the episode. Is that it? I don't know. I have so many opinions on this sort of topic. <laughs> then speak. Like we even went into we went into a whole rant about anime too. Yeah. I have like I could if you we only have two hours, that's our limit because mm-hmm. of the platform I'm using. But there's just so much bullshit in Hollywood and it's amazing that shows like Vox Machina can exist. As much as I was worried about its, you know, success with Mighty Nine and stuff, mm-hmm. it is phenomenal. That a show with that story can exist and is profiting. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And because so many shows with such great concepts just don't make it. Especially in animation. Mm -hmm. And to, to know that a show with actual names in the industry lost, was cut short... For no reason. And the creator of the show didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't like. Oh this is your last season. No they didn't know. It's just so terrible. It just shows the modern. Our modern state of. TV and stuff. Well, just for profit I'm here to media. say that. Animation is here to stay. And you can't kill it. Because it will, it will end up somewhere. Like Bravest Warriors started on YouTube. It ended terribly, but it started on YouTube and we loved it. You can't kill it. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the YouTube show um, Hell of a Boss? What? Have you ever heard of the animated YouTube show? No, what's not the on, name? It's not... It's... Okay. So it's what's not... What's the name? Produced Hell of a Boss. Hell of a Boss? No. So it's not produced on YouTube. It's not produced by YouTube. It's produced independently by a YouTube channel. It's the adult show, and it is so funny. It is so well animated. It's great. By Vi- the channel Vivzy Pop, they just released a new episode. I haven't watched it yet. Though. I see it. Oh yeah, I've seen. I've seen fan art. So good. I know and the it's artist. Produced, it's produced independently. So it just yeah, shows. I, I know the artist. It just shows that if there's if there's a if there's an audience for it, it will thrive. Yeah, you can't you kill it because then these places are, because people are just gonna start rallying that they continue like if the show is canceled that they just continue somewhere else. Yeah, I think that's a good conclusion. Mm-hmm. Okay, closing statement. Art should not be stopped by taxes and time because art takes time. Carlos is a G. <laughs> Thank you, Carlos. Mwah, I, don't know if I will buy you listen. an empanada if I knew where you lived. <laughs> um, so if you like this show and you want to listen to more, we are available on Apple and Spotify podcasts, and we are behind the frames with A and J. Bye. Thank you for listening. <laughs>